Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. As our shepherd, he is all sympathy. As Jehovah God, he sustains the universe. As our shepherd, he holds us in his arms. As Jehovah God, he's the mighty God. As our shepherd, a bruised reed, he will not break. A smoking flax, he will not quench. It speaks of his gentleness with us. Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see You're changing our lives, so we can be our hands and feet Psalm 23 is perhaps the most famous passage of Scripture from the Old Testament. King David's words are so beloved because they speak of an intimate God who is gentle and comforting. Pastor Ed teaches us today that Jesus, the Lord, is our shepherd. In spite of all of our frailties and mistakes, the Lord is our personal shepherd who gave his life for us, his sheep. He knows our name and cares about our well-being. Jesus guides us gently with the sound of his voice to a place of peace and rest. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message in Psalm 23. I could still remember he was huge. I mean, over six feet, hefty guy. He had lived a life of alcoholism and debauchery. But God marvelously saved Mike. I was a student at Zion, and as a student, every month or so, Big Mike would get up, walk down the center aisle and tell us his testimony. But he would always begin the same way. He always quoted the 23rd Psalm. It was his testimony that the good shepherd watched him and protected him and led him through life. I went into the hospital yesterday visiting someone, and they said, Pastor, they were facing a surgery. If I die, would you please read the 23rd Psalm? The 23rd Psalm is a psalm that affords us comfort and strength. How many times in the dark night of the soul or in a difficult time in your life opened up the book and turned to this 23rd Psalm. Uh, We're going to just focus this morning on the first phrase of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord. Uh, When David was appointed king over Israel, God said of him, you are to shepherd my people. David knew what all that that was all about. He had been a shepherd as a young man. And he knew what it was to take care and to guard the sheep and to be willing to protect them. And so David, looking back on his own life, 
And I believe he wrote this psalm not in his youth, but in maturity, because it bears the marks of maturity. Perhaps reflecting back over his life, he penned this song. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. The word Lord is a reference to Yahweh, to Jehovah. It refers to Jehovah God, the covenant-keeping God. The identity of the shepherd is that he is God. He is the Lord. He is the God who keeps his covenant, the God who keeps his promise. Inherent in that name is the eternal existing one. That means he always existed. When Moses in the wilderness met God, he said, God, who should I say sent me? He said, just tell him, I am sent you. That meant I am, that I am. He was the eternal existing one. David looked at his life and recognized that it wasn't his mighty men that were protecting him. It wasn't some strong warrior that was covering his back, but it was God himself that was his shepherd, his protection. Jesus in the New Testament picks up that title for God and applies it to himself. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 14, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And furthermore, Jesus said that he was Jehovah God. When he said in John eight fifty eight. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was, I am. What was he saying here? God was saying to us, and David was proclaiming in this psalm, that God was all he needed. Jesus said to every hungry heart, I am the bread of life. He said to those who walk in the midst of darkness, I am the light of the world. He said, in a culture that has lost its way in a maze of all sorts of ideas and has thrown truth out the door, he said, I am the truth. Jesus tells us to those who are looking for their way in life, I am the way. For those who are ready to face death, he says, I'm the resurrection. Jesus tells us, hear it good and clear, I am the good shepherd, the one who led David in the wilderness, the one who protected his people as they left Egypt. He is the great God. Jesus identifies himself with the shepherd. Yahweh is our shepherd. Not only does he identify us as our shepherd, as our shepherd, we see the power of the shepherd. David was well aware of the power of the shepherd. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 9 to 12, I'll read uh, part of verse 9. It says, here is your God. He's speaking to Israel. He's speaking to a nation ready to go into captivity. And Isaiah says to him, here's your God. And now with a broad stroke, he paints a picture of God. It says he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. 
He carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens, who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in the balance. Our God is so great and so big. And yet, he condescends to walk with us, to care for us, to be concerned about our lives. As Jehovah God, he is all power. As our shepherd, he is all sympathy. As Jehovah God, he sustains the universe. As our shepherd, he holds us in his arms. As Jehovah God, he's a mighty God. As our shepherd, a bruised reed, he will not break. A smoking flax, he will not quench. It speaks of his gentleness with us. As Jehovah God, he spoke the worlds into existence. As our shepherd, he ever lives in heaven to make intercession for the saints. As Jehovah God, he's the one high and lifted up in the temple that Isaiah saw. As our shepherd, he's the friend of sinners. Yes, we see the power of the shepherd. He's perfect in all of his ways. He's moved with compassion for his people. This shepherd, he's your shepherd. He's my shepherd. Notice, the Lord is my shepherd. The phrase my has a world of meaning packed into it. It's an incredible promise because it's a promise for the present. It says, the Lord, and I should underline the word is. I mean, right now, today. Oh, the enemy comes and lies to you. Well, God will be your shepherd in the future when you're worthy enough. Hello? The enemy comes with the fears of yesterday, the problems of today, and the uncertainties of tomorrow. And in the midst of that howling wolf, that tries to put fear in the flock of God, all we have to do is hear these words, the Lord is is, he is, he is my shepherd today. Jacob could look back on his long life, the patriarch of Israel, and he could say this. May the God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day. Ha, Jacob was a runner. Yes, he was always running from something. He was running from his family. He was running from his past. He was running from his brother. But God kept up all that time. God said, I am your shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Ah, David, when Saul was pursuing you and he was about to take your life 
and you escaped just in the nick of time. How did you do it? The Lord is my shepherd. David, how did you handle Absalom's rebellion against you when he was ready to take your throne? Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. David, how did you face the valley of the shadow of death? The Lord is my shepherd. See, he's a present help in the time of need. Jacob, in spite of all your running. David, in spite of all your frailties. They could both say and both claim, the Lord is my shepherd. Why don't you reach out? Take those words. Say it again and again to yourself. During World War II, the King of England ordered the evacuation of little children from an area that was being bombed out. And mother and father sent their son and daughter off into the train. And the little girl began to tr cry. I'm afraid. I don't know where we're going. And her brother, with tears in his own eyes, tried to comfort his sister. He put his arm around his sister and said, I don't either, but the king knows. There are times in our lives when we don't know about tomorrow. But if the shepherd is leading our life, we could say, the king knows. He's with us. He'll guide us. He'll keep us. I like the poem that goes, I cannot always see the way that leads to heights above. I sometimes quite forget he leads me on with hand of love. But yet I know the path must lead me to Emmanuel's land. And when I reach the summit, I then understand. This incredible promise is for the present, for the 21st century, but it's also something else. It's personalized. Six short verses. 118 words. 17 of those are the personal pronoun. See, David had this personal relationship with God. He didn't say the Lord is a shepherd. He didn't say the Lord is the shepherd. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. In the hills of Scotland, a little boy had become sick. The pastor came to visit him. And the pastor knew the child was dying. And all Scottish boys knew the 23rd Psalm. And he said, son, give me your left hand. And he said, I want you to just remember this Phrase this part of the 23rd Psalm. You say, first, the Lord is my shepherd. Your fourth finger stands for my. He's your shepherd. He's going to be with you. Don't fear, son. A couple of weeks later, that little boy passed away, and the pastor went over to the home, and there on his body he had his left hand, and his right hand was holding that fourth finger. And the mother said, why was he holding his fourth finger? The pastor said, I know why. Because the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I've had a lot of funerals over the year. 
I try to empathize and sympathize and identify with people. And many times I weep with them. I rejoice with them. I experience part of what they're experiencing as they're going through that time of suffering in their lives. But it wasn't the same as when I buried my own parents. Then it was my mother. Then it was my father. That simple word made a world of difference. The Lord is my shepherd. Can you say that? Can you say what David said? The Lord is not just a shepherd, the shepherd, but he is my shepherd. Say it over and over again to yourself. In that valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is my shepherd. Say it over and over again. When you fear tomorrow, or when you're concerned about the present, or when the past seems like a ghost to rise up and and follow you into today, say it over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd. God has committed himself to your care. Notice Lord is my shepherd. Third point. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. With an emphasis on the idea that he is our shepherd. He said, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus, our good shepherd, died so that we could live. That's the type of shepherd he was. That's the type of shepherd he is. Willing to die for us so that we can live. That's the type of shepherd you have. In the, in the Middle East, it's not like here in the States. When I lived in Brownstown, near Ephrata, Pennsylvania, near Lanc- in Lancaster County, I used to visit sheep. Because right on Main Street, there was this herd of sheep that lived in sort of the end of the road. And I would go and I'd look at these sheep. And I would often go there and look at these sheep and think about them and think about what the Bible says about a shepherd and a sheep. Do you know that all the times I've visited sort of that sheep farm, I never saw a shepherd? Never saw one. That's not the way... An eastern shepherd would shepherd his sheep. It's not the way God shepherds his sheep. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's his promise, that he would be with them. He was a strong shepherd. David killed a lion, killed a bear, defended the sheep. I know Jesus Christ has all power and all strength. And he will defend his people. He will protect them. He'll watch over you. He'll keep you in the darkest hour, in the blackest night, in the most turbulent storm. He is there. And so he says, the Lord is my shepherd. This shepherd is tender. He's gentle. David looked back on his sordid career, his long life, his ups and downs, and at the end of his days he said this, God, your gentleness has made me great. 
How many here today can say God's been gentle with them? Just, God's been so gentle with you. Now your brothers and sisters in the Lord might not be that gentle, but God is. God, again and again, with grace and mercy, has has picked you up. So you have the heart of our shepherd. Uh, Then you have the ways of our shepherd. That was his heart, the ways of our shepherd. Uh, Jesus said, I am the door. What did he mean by that? Well, sheep would uh, often be led into a pen, and there was one opening, and the shepherd would lie at that opening. He would sometimes put thorns and thistles all around the wall so that if a wolf tried to climb over, it would make the noise, and the shepherd would go immediately to protect the sheep. But that shepherd was the door. Jesus stands between you and every trial, every temptation, every testing, everything that has come or will come into your life. He said, I am that door. That's his promise to you. It's personalized with your name on it. The Bible says that he's written you on the palms of his hand. The shepherd often would stand on the highest part of the land to watch his sheep. I was thinking about Jesus standing, as it were, on the mountain, watching his disciples row in the midst of a storm. And he could see them at the distance. And immediately he comes walking to them in the night in the midst of the storm. God is watching you. His eye is never taken off of you. You may not be conscious of him, but he's conscious of you. He watches over us. The Bible says, for you are like sheep going astray. All we have sheep, like sheep, have gone astray. But there he was, following, pursuing, protecting. Sheep are helpless, even when they're in numbers. Numbers don't mean strength to sheep. They're still vulnerable. Their only protection is their closeness to the shepherd. Their only close protection is their closeness to the shepherd. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Often at funeral services, I share this story. There was an orator who traveled the United States and England. And in his oration, he would always conclude with a recital of the 23rd Psalm. And one night as he was reciting the 23rd Psalm in the theater, every influctuation of his voice was just right. Every intonation was just proper. The audience was moved. They stood and applauded while they were applauding. From way in the back, an old gentleman began to make his way forward. He came up and he spoke to the orator and he said, Sir, and he spoke in a broken and a raspy voice. He said, Would you mind if I quote the 23rd Psalm? The orator thought for a moment and said, No. So this Christian gentleman came up and in his broken and raspy voice, He recited the 23rd Psalm. At the end of his recital, 
you could hear a pin drop. The Psalms are a wonderful place to turn to when in the midst of the most difficult times in this life. Pastor Ed will be sharing a 14-part series of messages from the book of Psalms with hopes that you'll be encouraged each time you join us. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your word.